0: It's Monday morning, and uh, it's 9.30, so it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am uh, joined, as always, with by, by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning,
1: Linda. Good morning, Marianne. I got my waterproof apron on. Oh, my gosh. Oh <laughs> I my actually gosh. have one. I have three. Well, you just—you need more. You
0: need a fleece-lined, waterproof apron. You just told me oh, when we true. were doing a sound check that it's snowing at your house.
1: Yeah, like you know, just a few flakes mixed in with the rain, but that's pretty exciting. its, it's very exciting. Yeah, instead of going drip drip, it goes splat splat.
0: <laughs> it's not gonna oh.
1: uh, pile up. No, no. I don't think, I think one of my favorite things that ever happened here, because I'm from Minnesota, so I'll be all like, you know, the gatekeeper of snow, but um, (laughs) uh, when I first moved here, I um, I had a house in Beaverton, and once it snowed, I mean, it was, what, maybe an inch and a quarter, something like that, but really a lot of snow for here, right? Yeah. And um, Beaverton had a snow plow. They knew they had one, but they couldn't find it. (laughs) <laughs> and they didn't find it till like 10 days after oh my god where did we put <laughs> I, that i know but i thought that was just the cutest thing they knew they had one but they couldn't find it laugh. well how are you
0: um i'm i'm fine I mean, I'm, you know, what changes? I mean, a lot changes and nothing changes. So uh, in terms of what I'm up to, I'm still staying home and cooking. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it's
0: basically what have you been cooking? Um, Well, I've been trying to cook a lot more veg and uh, we're into winter veg season. There's a lot of really good stuff for like um stir fry and that kind of thing so which is mm-hmm. an easy way also to clean out the veg drawer <laughs> the yeah. fridge so yeah. i've been doing that and um i think i talked in the past about brown sauce which uh i mean there's a million kinds of brown sauce but um the the asian brown sauce that um you make to to uh put on stir fry is just mm-hmm. so great and um having some in the fridge makes it really easy like that makes stir fry a no-brainer when you really don't Mm -hmm. feel like cooking or you have things you really have to use up so
1: how um, do you make yours
0: well i use the um i'm trying to think what cookbook i get it out of because you know i look it up on eat your books and then it tells me (laughs) how many cookbooks i have with it in there Um, but it but it's soy sauce a little veg stock uh some molasses some fresh ginger um i throw in some pepper flakes and some um grated uh grated garlic clove and then a little arrowroot or cornstarch to thicken it okay. and that's it but you can keep it sealed in the fridge for a long time it's delicious
1: molasses that's interesting yeah
0: poison <laughs> oh yeah hoisin is wonderful and i uh the, this last time i made it uh, last week i didn't have any molasses and i used some honey and some maple syrup <laughs> and it was great okay. that <laughs> i mean it's, it's just a little sweet thing in there along with the um, pepper flakes you know so, yeah, it was good. It's good and we've been eating more and more. I did a cauliflower gratin. Oh, which okay. I I I have this cookbook that I really like called Off The Menu and it is uh staff meals from famous restaurants. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. And and it's just, you know, there are items off their menus that they will make a big batch of for staff before they open uh, for the staff meal or after they close or however they do it at their place. And um, so there's really interesting um, recipes in there. I like there. And I love the cauliflower gratin out of that one. So
1: what have you been cooking? Um, Let's see. Well, it's the, the, you know, beginning of the year. And that means that King Arthur flower comes out with their recipe of the year. And this year it's, they, what do they call them? Something like, uh, I should have written down the actual name, but you can just, you know, Google recipe the, of the year, but they're like fluffy um, cinnamon buns. Ooh. So I made them and they use a different technique. It's um, and, and I've been to Japan and had their toast and it's a lot like Texas toast and it uses a Japanese bread, um, milk bread. Method yeah. called called Tang Zhong And um, uh, what you do is, you know, you have your regular, recipe for rolls, or or rather for for cinnamon rolls, for the dough, and um, it's a yeast dough, and it's um, um, enriched, but instead of just putting it all in a bread maker or mixing it and kneading it, you um, take some of of the flour and some of the milk, and you heat it in a little um, saucepan until you get a paste that looks like a roux, and it doesn't take long. It takes, uh, on my stove, three or four minutes. And then um, you add that to, to everything and then make it dough, and, um, and it does, it makes them fluffy. And it makes them, um, uh, one of the big selling points is it gives them like a, a, a long shelf life. They, they stay soft for, for a, a, a long time, like, you know, a week, which wow. is, is really something. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I love brioche for stuff like that. But after the first day, you have to microwave it or put them in the oven for a bit, you know, to warm them up, to make them really good. Otherwise, yeah. they're just, they're just not that good, you know. Uh, but they are delicious if you warm them up. Um, so these, you don't have to warm up. So I made them, and, and I like them, but there's something about them that's just a, a little too store-bought. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, yeah. Totally makes yeah. sense.
1: So it's just the the, the bread, the, the bun dough, the bread part of it. Um, in making it fluffy and have a long self-life, it just tastes a little bit like something that was engineered in just a little bit. It's still a good recipe, but, um, yeah, just a little well, bit. Well, you like got to wonder fluffy.
0: why it's the recipe of the year.
1: I know. And then that makes me feel like, you know, all the, I mean, there are other recipes of the year I've just loved. And I was so excited. And I'm like, get out the bread machine because I was feeling lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, um, but I like them, but I don't know how often I'll make them.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't bother at all. I mean, you already make the world's best sticky buns. Why would you, Aww. why Aww. would you change it up? <laughs> seriously, oh. for something, oh, okay. uh, for something inferior to that. I mean, seriously.
1: Oh. So. That's really sweet. Thank you. But, um, but I, I also feel like I'm probably in the minority because if you read the, the reviews, people really do love them. So it's totally worth trying. And it's a, uh, a good method for, you know, making, a, um, especially making the rolls the day before and then, you know, having them Christmas morning or something and they're still soft and, you know, that that kind of thing. So you don't have to do a lot of work on a holiday. Because then, of course, you know, I'm always experimenting. I I left them on the counter five days, not unwrapped or anything, but just wrapped and and they were fine. I mean, they they really were fine. It's (laughs)
0: kind of scary.
1: I know. I know, but you're not adding any you know beta and <laughs> or anything like that like no it's not like like a pan mad scientist chemical factory but um, um yeah the method does it does make them last it's all right. true all right
0: <laughs> I, I don't know i'm skeptical of yeah. uh why one would do, do it just to have them last a little longer in the first place warm sweet buns out of the oven, how long do they need to last? Like
1: ten <laughs> minutes or something. I mean, seriously.
0: <laughs> that, uh-huh. that seems well, nuts. And, and
1: it and they are fluffy. They are soft and fluffy. I think I just like something with a little more body is all that's all. But I, I know I can tell from the reviews and I trust the reviews on King Arthur Flowers site. I do. There you know, that's a, um,
0: yeah, now that's an interesting thing is whether or not you can trust reviews yeah Uh, uh, yeah generally I don't trust them although I tend to read some of them in certain places because of the entertainment value (laughs) but but generally speaking I just think uh, you know what I just will decide for myself Anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, and we all know, like you know, I give it one star. I substituted Cheerios for the pork and <laughs> vinegar for the wine, and you know, and it, it, and it was awful. And you're like, really? <laughs> so, I mean, we're all familiar with those reviews, and they are hilarious. <laughs> I made it vegan. Really, vegan roast. <laughs> you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep um well you know it's the whole uh we like to voice our opinions especially out there to a whole bunch of people that we don't have to face (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah. do you read do you read at the end of the year and the beginning of the year all the the top 10 top 20 lists you know top 10 cookbooks top 20 recipes that kind of thing um
0: i do i mean uh, there's a variety of places that put those kinds of lists out and um i don't read them all but i do read like um e- even uh, eat your books will do that with cookbooks and, yeah yeah um, and milk street will do it with cookbooks to some degree yeah so uh, yeah so what why are you asking
1: well um i like the top 10 top 20 recipe you know like the new york times puts out their yeah. top 10 recipes of the year that kind of thing and, and you got to figure just like recipe of the year at king arthur flower you got to figure that you know they're pretty good recipes it's so it's a way to get good recipes so i you know i always look at the the lists on the, on the blogs and sites that i like and i looked at the one at serious eats oh my god it's i mean i don't even know like half the words <laughs> <laughs> just like, why? How am I possibly (laughs) co-host on a radio show about cooking? I mean, I understand that we only have seven listeners, but I mean, they (laughs) place some space in us, right? And I'm like, what are these words? What are these ingredients? And then I got mad at myself and I'm like, I'm going to make all of these. And I haven't made a single one. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, if you don't know the uh, name of the, if you if you can't recognize the ingredient, it means that you got shopping in your future to oh, be able to do and the then,
1: thing. And, and I think that was part of it because um, I, I looked online, and you know, because it's stuff I'm not going to find within a hundred miles of here. You know. And so one was, was it called Penang water or something like that? And I looked it up and you get a little bottle and it's 14 bucks. And what am I ever going to do with that? And then, I mean, each of these, what I don't have, you know, to get through the mail, each of these, these things is going to cost me, you know, yep. 50, 60 bucks. And so I'm just like, eh. Yeah, right.
0: Uh, <laughs> never mind.
1: <laughs> maybe oh, maybe
0: a- someday when we can go out again and well, we're cruising by Uwajimaya. But no. not yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And so I felt pretty funny that I didn't even make the ones that I knew what they were.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I decided I was going to get really organized and uh, just like, make sure that i was using everything in my fridge that needed to be used before i found it you know moldering in a back corner and having to pitch yeah. it um and i came across this uh, article probably in one of my I, I don't know where i got it but probably uh, odds are i got it out of a food magazine uh, saying you know you, organizing your uh refrigerator is like the very best way to save money and uh make sure that you use everything and be able and be able to find it easy so so i'm I'm thinking okay it's the beginning of the year i'm going to do this and step one was take everything out of your refrigerator no everything and um (laughs) i i i haven't started yet <laughs> like are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> no. I'm not I'm not going there. No. Oh my gosh, Jeez. we're in exactly the same place. To do this. No. Take everything out of
0: your refrigerator <laughs> and clean all the shelves, which I only uh, I only scrub a shelf if something has spilled. I mean, I I, I don't know people are so organized and Oh, I know.
1: And yeah, careful <laughs> oh, even even this morning um um i subscribed to the new york times electronically and so the the cooking new york times email came and it said find grace in the meal or in the process of making it and i'm just like no yes i found that i saw that
0: <laughs> is that an ingredient and can i afford it i can't
1: afford it and i'm definitely gonna no. have to order it I'm like, I'm like so contrary all of a sudden
0: Oh, oh you know what I the times can get you down and although yeah. you know there's we've got a big change now uh, politically uh, at least in that one thing the world is still screwy and uh, the mm-hmm. flu is still scary, and it's easy to just be um, I don't know, So I have I have terminal ennui, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to take a really long nap, like, until May, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. it's crazy, anyway, in,
1: in, yeah, go ahead. Well, I want to talk about that, but I'm going to talk for a while, so um, oh, you tell everybody we're on KMUN? Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh,
0: Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web, um, and thank you so much to both of those even though I we haven't really recently Linda asked if they continue
1: to want to claim us <laughs> I know because I know I'm so contrarian just I mean really but um it's it's something that I think about so so having having this cooking so food talk about home cooking both you and I like to cook I mean we really do yeah and and um um we are in the minority. most people that I know do not like the cook. They view it as a a necessity. and so I never i mean how, how do you say no, it's fun. I mean that doesn't help anybody you know no. yeah. and, and and I think that this pandemic is is the first time that I have come close to feeling like um like people who think cooking is a chore.
0: It, and it, it, it grants us understanding.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, insight. I really think so. So uh, uh, a couple months ago, it was like around Thanksgiving, there was an article in the New Yorker by Helen um, Rosner. And she's a food writer, and she's a good food writer. I mean, she's in the New Yorker, she has to be right. But I mean, she used to be the executive editor at, at Eatery or Eater, and she's Um, she's done a lot of stuff and she wrote this article called the joylessness of cooking (laughs) (laughs) here we go (laughs) and and what she said is um that she's made hundreds of dishes for hundreds of meals across this pandemic you know And, and in theory she loves to cook but um she says i'm just so so sick of cooking she says i hate cooking and i hate that i hate cooking and um, she just calls it Coven Kitchen Fatigue. Oh. And I, th- I think it's a real thing, you know?
0: Yeah. It, 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 I, I think that um, as opposed to normal life where mm-hmm. we have some options if we don't mm-hmm. feel like cooking, we are going to cook some food. A- at my house, I cook two meals a day. And in between mm-hmm. those two meals a day, uh, Tom is on his own. <laughs> Yeah, we don't do lunch uh, officially. But but two meals a day, every single day for a year now, well, it'll be a year next month. So um, although I I completely understand that that used to be the way it was, and that women Mm -hmm. were cooking three meals a day every day forever, not just because it's an emergency. I understand Mm -hmm. that. But the uh, the way that life is set up these days we have a lot we have other responsibilities too and so we work this whole meal thing into our uh, daily schedule and it's mm-hmm. hard to come up with something inspirational every day yeah. twice a day yeah. I mean seriously uh, I'll tell you what I did I'll give you a helpful hint though okay thank you <laughs> Because I cook a, a regular or some kind of actually cooked breakfast every day for Tom, um, I he he really likes poached eggs, uh, and I think I talked on a previous show about making hollandaise, but I only did that once because I'm not insane, and yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he does like a, po- a poached egg on um, toasted English muffins. so um, okay. I, and and those are really easy, and that's one of my defaults. Uh, but I decided that, you know, you could have uh, uh, the poached eggs with Canadian bacon without the holidays, and it would be like, you know, bacon and eggs, right? So mm-hmm. I did a taste test with um, three different kinds of Canadian bacon. Um, a couple of brands, one was a house brand at a major uh, uh, supermarket chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was a uh, also available at supermarkets, but was like a brand name. And one was uh, the Neiman Ranch, uh, uh, so more high-end Canadian bacon uh, that I think is probably only available at the co-op. So I, I... did a taste test where I made him, (laughs) I made him eat poached eggs on an English muffin with Canadian bacon like three days in a row to tell me which one he liked. And, and of course, one of the Canadian bacons pretty much looks like sliced bologna and you got to wonder, you got to wonder about it. Um, But, and, and that's at one extreme. And the other extreme is the Neiman Ranch, which really looks like a slice of ham that's been smoked a little bit mm-hmm. or cured in some way anyway um <laughs> after uh days of this <laughs> he, he was like i you know i i think i like it just as much without the canadian bacon." <laughs> 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 so then I had all this Canadian bacon left over, and he was forced to slowly eat it until it was gone. And now we're back to just poached eggs. But it was one of those, I think I'll just do this experiment. It will make making breakfast a little more fun.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway, uh,
1: well, what, what well, we do. The, yeah, the co-op, That's. I mean, that's one way that I've been trying to deal with this, you know, COVID kitchen fatigue is just buying um, more prepared food. But I'm trying not to, you know, buy, like, boxed macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? I'm trying yeah. to there's prepared buy. food,
0: and then there's prepared food. So you're yeah. talking about freshly prepared food, right? Yes, and
1: things yeah. things that are good for us. Uh-huh. And there was an article a couple weeks ago um, in the Daily about, or the Astorian about Andy Catalano, you know, and he's in charge of prepared food at the co-op. And and yeah, I am relying really heavily on them because, um, I mean, I know Andy, and I know that that um he is so concerned with his ingredients and and whether something is healthy, you know. And um um so before, like, if I would go shopping, I would think, oh, um, this is something I like, and Dale likes it too. But now I am just blindly grabbing things off the shelf so that we have some variety. Do you know what I mean? Yeah like if we don't like it oh well <laughs> we tried it you know it's, it's not the chicken caesar that's safe that we know that we both like you know and it's got some squiggly bits in it i don't even know what they are but we're gonna try it <laughs> does that make sense
0: it totally makes sense i i i default to that sometimes too but I am defaulting to that philosophy with cooking I'm just like I haven't made this before I'm bored to death I'm gonna make it and uh, if Mm -hmm. we're really lucky it will be good
1: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
0: that's uh you know it it is making I think all of us a little more adventurous just out of sheer desperation yeah
1: yeah yeah because um that article that I read you know she says that that it's sort of like um, you know we can you know go get prepared food we can order takeout from restaurants and all but there's kind of like this this like moral imperative to cook you know like you you ought to be cooking and and she says obligation is the real thief of joy and I think oh. that that is part of the problem and here here I wrote down one thing she said because I'm like oh my god this is why she's a writer for the New Yorker she says endless compulsory domesticity slowly sandpapers away the soul (laughs) wow (laughs) wow we need to stop that so yeah so that's and and and
0: it's the compulsory part
1: yeah exactly and so that's um um in trying to combat it adding variety because you know the adage variety is the spice of life just just trying new things without even thinking about them just like i said grabbing them off shelf, and then we've been ordering more takeout and and, um and same thing we would order safe takeout you know like fish and chips or or pizza things that really aren't good for us but we're ordering entrees at restaurants now and um and i i feel a lot better about the kitchen and i feel a lot better about what we're eating just because we're we're um having more variety. Does yeah. That
0: make sense? yeah totally and also you're supporting local business and if yes. anybody needs support these days in our world and there are a lot of things I, I don't want to prioritize but certainly restaurants are in the top three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. seriously we're losing restaurants at a, a very alarming rate because yeah. it's been too long um, yeah. as a former restaurant owner I can't even imagine there's not like uh, there aren't that many restaurants that can make it m- more than about 90 days without any income I mean seriously yeah. it's just yeah it's, it's it not possible so yeah
1: yeah well and I've been buying gift certificates too
0: oh, because you know nice. just
1: places that that are far away you know that we don't get to but that we really want to be here when this is over we're just buying gift certificates and if they fold they fold you know we just we, we tried and yes
0: and uh you what. know i uh i don't know if i ever mentioned this but uh i have a, a good friend uh who you know uh norma who uh mm-hmm. had a birthday but i i never remember people's birthdays or if i do i don't get around to it so it's just like i'm a non-specific gift giver <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Whenever it shows up, it's like, uh, love ya, I don't know what I missed. Anyway, (laughs) um, uh, because we couldn't get together, and because Mm -hmm. uh, neither one of us need anything, uh, this year I sent her on a uh, delayed, whenever it's safe to go out there, scavenger hunt at restaurants around our world where i just called and got gift cards and said please put this in the cash register and she will show up at some time and then every oh, day, every day for a week of her birthday i sent her an email and said there's a gift card for you at um oh. and so that was kind of a way to you know support the restaurants and give a gift and yeah. not have to go out and <laughs> Yeah. And someday it might be fun if she ever gets to go out. (laughs) People who work at the health department are not, I mean, I can't even imagine. They're not even getting to sleep, let alone go out anywhere. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a, I I, I almost said it's a thankless job and and we do appreciate
1: them. But that, you know, that and two bucks. It's a hard job. I mean, it, it was a good job. And now it's like a good job. That's really hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's yes. <laughs> just all of a sudden, beep, everything changed. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, pretty much everybody, uh, well, pretty much everybody. I mean, who is not affected by this? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody. Um, so um, I'm thinking um, we're getting kind of close to the end, so I don't want to get too involved in anything, but I wonder if there's anything sitting around in your fridge that's uh, waiting for you to do something with.
1: No, but, um, well, I mean, yes, yeah, but um, you know what I keep forgetting to mention, and I do every year, is just that it's the time for Oh, <gasps> I know. I yeah, have yeah. been
0: eating them like crazy. They're
1: so delicious. Just you, you, in the store, you'd think, I'm not going to buy those. That's 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 food for pets. They're just these <laughs> little teeny tiny mandarin oranges, and they're so absolutely delicious. They're easy to peel, and they're just deli- delicious. Delicious. K-I-S-H-U. They are
0: the best, and they don't have a real long season. And, yes, they're very dear uh, in price compared to other kinds of citrus. On the other hand, they are so spectacularly wonderful. And uh, when nothing else sounds good, that will be still good.
1: (laughs) It It is really a treat. And they're just here like January, February. And um, if you have any, like, three-year-olds in your life, it's the cutest thing in the world to see a, a, a little three-year-old old one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been, uh, you know, I usually, I always say I usually supreme an orange every morning for, with breakfast for uh, mm-hmm. Tom. But uh, sometimes I just give him a little ramekin of Kishu segments. Yeah. And it is like, uh, it's basically uh, like giving somebody a little dish of M&M's. I mean, they're, just, they're, <laughs> yeah, so they're a big treat. They're like, they're so sweet yeah. and fabulous. Yeah. They're really, really good. Okay. Yeah. Well, we are uh, coming up to the top. So I just need to say thank you so much and um, see you in a couple weeks, Linda Perkins.
1: Goodbye, Mary Bye. seafood's the best in the town I can cook too My fish can't be beat My sugar's the sweetest around But I'm a man